Hey everyone, welcome to Neighbor Science, uh, the only podcast about political economy and anime. <laughs> Off to a great start here. Uh, we are here to find out whether pirates are canceled and whether Chopper from One Piece is baby. <laughs> um, it is episode 420, and just to get it out of the way, we're not doing any of that immature shit for this episode. You know, like pointing out the episode number or saying like nice or like or like doing bong rips on mic or anything. We're not that kind of podcast, so... Just none of us are stoned, <laughs> so we're just talking about pirates today. That's it. <laughs> yep, pirates, famously law-abiding people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know they're well known for their association with the number four twenty. I think mm-hmm. so. That's mm-hmm. why we picked it as the topic. Yeah, yeah, the four twenty Roger. Yes, um, the skull in four twenty. That's why he was so jolly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> the uh, the crossbones on the flag are are actually um, you know joint. Yes. Pieces, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, that's what they symbolize anyway. Right. Because, you right. know, they're, they're like, they have joints like on the little, end. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So we're talking about pri- uh, pirates and privateers because you can't really talk about one without talking about the other. Right. Um, there's a lot of like intermingling. Like and Democrats and Republicans. Yes. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll start with privateers uh, because we already know that they're bad. Um, right. They suck. Mm-hmm. Um they also were one of the most common types of like troop, basically, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, so the name privateer means private man of war. Um, it was that the actual name is coined in the 1660s. Mm-hmm. Um, but those privateers existed for long before that. Um, I mean, like prior to the 20th century, the majority of naval ships were privateers. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, for much of the colonial era. Yeah, um, one of France's naval heroes, Jean Bar, was actually a privateer mm. who captured nearly four hundred ships from wow. the English and Dutch. Um, so they were eat your heart out, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, think of privateers as military contractors, like Halliburton or something, mm. but they acted as a proxy force against their clients' rivals, and they committed aggression primarily on maritime trade routes and things right um, okay so it was kind of like a economic proxy war but with you know military power uh and in private hands in private hands. yeah exactly okay. so it was the typical and holy alliance between a kind of a business interest and a state force interest. right right um so privateers got letters of mark uh that were issued to them by their government um, which allowed them to freely cross borders and attack vessels of anyone uh, the issuing countries at war with. So if yeah. a French privateer a got a letter of mark, to kill. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if a French privateer got a letter of mark and France was at war with uh, the Dutch, then mm-hmm. I can't remember the fucking name of their country. <laughs> they could attack their ships and <laughs> capture their cargo, and so they would bring the cargo to a court mm-hmm. and like say like oh yeah i got this off of this ship and then the the cargo would be legally theirs (laughs) they would just have to pay like a court fee or something right right. um they were bound by certain rules uh there was a there was such a thing as illegal cruelty um although some of them broke that rule uh fairly regularly and i'm sure it only applied to europeans of course yeah right um or christians rather you know Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, not non-Catholic Christians. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, maybe. <laughs> um, yes. 
So, uh, and one, one really strange part of this uh, legal cruelty thing and the being bound by rules thing is like during the war of 1812, English captives would publish thank you notes to the privateers that captured them in New England newspapers. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, very strange. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, th- that comes from a, a book about like specifically about New England pirates. Okay. And another thing that I got from there is um, the privateers in New England were extremely well fed. So their food allowances included nearly nine pounds of meat per week, Damn. which if you compare it to the notoriously carnivorous American diet, we're currently at a record high of four and a quarter pounds of meat per week. Yeah. Which like Shit. nine pounds of meat a week is basically five and a half burgers a day. So they're basically Randy yeah. from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> way more than you hear about people eating at the time. And right. also way more than most sedentary people need. Yeah. So like either they were... Uh, like big hunky dudes or they were just like getting gout big belly guys with no shirts on and with white <laughs> pants <laughs> right. yeah um, just imagine the farts on that ship just, oh my god some pirates come and try and <laughs> capture a privateer ship and they're like freak off pirates <laughs> <laughs> wow this really is episode 420 damn yeah. <laughs> um so another thing just before we start on pirates is like uh, privateers were like modern like state workers, uh, you know, under an authoritarian mm-hmm. regime. Mm-hmm. They got paid way, le- way less than the captain of the ship mm-hmm. who made it. I forget what the figure it is. I'll get to it later, but I think it's like 50 to 800 times what they would make. Yeah. Some yeah, crazy like ship, that. I'm sure, yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. higher than the level of inequality between like a Japanese worker and a Japanese CEO. Jesus. By like a long shot. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So that's the context that uh-huh. we start in. And a lot of pirates came from privateer vessels, um, which makes imagine. sense, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so pirates, obviously, uh, can refer to any shipboard raider at any era of history. But uh-huh. what we're kind of focusing on is the golden age of piracy in the Caribbean. Um which was the late 17th and early 18th century. Uh-huh. And it was mostly in the Caribbean, but it was also Europe and Africa as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's start with the Berber pir- Barbary pirates, mm-hmm. since that's like where it all started, kind of. So yeah, the, the Barbary pirates. I'm hoping you know something about them because I didn't, put, I didn't take down a whole lot of notes. But um, basically... Uh, they were North African. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they started by raiding European vessels as early as the 10th century. Mm-hmm. And they would uh, take captives and ransom them. And mm-hmm. um, it actually became pretty common practice uh, after the empire, uh, Ottoman Empire expanded. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where like churches were used to holding like fundraisers to, like, get, to raise the ransom for their church members. Yikes. Because they got captured by pirates. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as I recall, because I don't know a ton about the Barbary pirates, but I have some understanding of like the Ottoman versus sort of Christian Europe mm-hmm. conflict over the Mediterranean and the ports there. Um, so let's see. Uh, the Mediterranean, of course, as we've discussed in like the episode on the Phoenicians, you know, is this basically gigantic maritime road between, you know, all these different ports and yeah. and then two continents by extension, okay. all these 
yeah, land yeah. routes and, and cities and everything. Um, the Ottoman Empire was this incredibly powerful, kind of sophisticated um, empire that was remarkably effective and very scary for Europeans to think about, yeah. essentially, and okay. and kept them kind of locked to the coast uh-huh. um, after a certain era, I think after like antiquity. Um, so like they weren't crossing the Mediterranean? I can't remember exactly. I mean, because okay. if you think about like, there's like Muslim you, Spain. I was just trying to figure out what you meant by locked to the coast. Oh yeah, so the Europeans couldn't really go okay. too far from. Okay. Yeah, as I recall, um, and so Boats they're like good. Yeah. Mister Two Damn Boat. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> so like, let's see. So the Europeans are trying to like trade port to port, and of course the Italians are in that mix. Um, and I think the, I mean the Greeks were within the Ottoman Empire for a long, long time. So. Coastal Southern Europe was pretty limited in its ability to uh, uh, trade between sort of themselves, mm-hmm. um, and then I don't remember the extent to which they were trading with the Ottomans throughout the years, and I'm sure that it ebbed and flowed if there was much trade at all. Um, but uh, basically, all this like kind of. Muslim versus Christian and like Ottoman versus European kind of rivalry and tension and fear and, and, and all that um, sort of stimulated this violent middleman of uh, piracy okay. vis-a-vis like the Barbary pirates. <clears throat> and as I skimmed like the Wikipedia on them, there was some kind of pretext on the part of the pirates of jihad against Christians. Okay. Uh-huh. So then they would, Use that as Coming an excuse. Coming to Europe to institute Sharia law, etc. Yeah, right. They, they would that institute. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Illuminati, all that shit. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. But no, they would apparently use that as a pretext to essentially capture European ships, um, then take those captives, sell them as slaves mm-hmm. to the Ottomans because the Ottoman was a slave heavy empire. Yeah. Like, the Ottomans loved. Um, those motherfuckers loved having slaves. They just loved having <laughs> slaves, yeah. And, like, the Janissaries were an example of, I think it was slaves from Christian families that were taken from, like, southeastern Europe, uh-huh. the Caucasus, the, things like that. Yeah. And then they were brought into the kind of Ottoman core, mm-hmm. turned into these kind of military dudes, um, and then sent back out uh, to administer the empire. Okay. And things like that. Um so, whereas, like, I think that the captures of the Barbary pirates uh, sold off to into slavery mm-hmm. um, yep. were probably more just, like, your average, like, house slave and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so, that's the little I know of that. Um, but, of course, the Europeans fucking hated it because, you know, it's scary shit. Yeah. Um, so, the Barbary pirates, during that, you know, few hundred years or so, were kind of notorious and like a big boogeyman, you know? Uh-huh. You know okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one estimate on the, the slaving, mm-hmm. um, thing for Barbary pirates, mm-hmm. it's, it's very disputed. So it's, it's probably like some super Christian guy that's like mm-hmm. trying to say how bad the Muslims right, are. But, right. Uh, the estimate is 1 million European slaves taken over a 300 year period. Which Damn. Like, that's, uh, uh, it's, it's probably, you know, like a small fraction of that really, but yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, like, 
one million over three hundred years. That's like three thousand a year, right? Roughly. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, that's pretty reasonable. I think that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> Although, like, three thousand captives per year. Let's say that's in like, t- it's like ten different port cities, or ten different ships. Say that's. 300 per ship per year. Eh, okay. I could see maybe that's feasible. Probably a couple. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they probably didn't have ships take, that had though, 300 like, people on them. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Like, objectively, this is a terrible, terrible thing. But also, like, 1 million over 300 years. I mean, that is probably far fewer than, like, died of smallpox or something. Yes. You know, like, whatever it is. Way, way less around. than the transatlantic yeah. slave trade. <laughs> oh, Not geez. even close. Yeah, <laughs> don't even get me started. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's actually a real number, too. <laughs> it's yeah, not just made yeah, up. Very quantifiable. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, one other thing about the Barbary Pirates mm-hmm. is uh, the classic pirate eye patch worn by uh, famous pirates like uh, Senator Dan Crenshaw oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is likely to have come from one of the most notorious Barbary Pirates. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably butcher this pronunciation, but uh, Rahma uh, Ibn Jabir al-Jahami. Jalhami? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he so was... a uh, trademark. He... He seems like kind of the prototype for the pirate appearance because, like, mm. he had a very fearsome appearance because he had mm. a lot of scars. Mm. Um, he was like very—I think he was very violent, if I remember mm. what I read correctly. Um, yeah, he—I uh, think he was missing a hand as well, mm. and he's missing an eye. And uh, all the like illustrations of him have him like in a—I don't know what you would call it, but it's like a burka-looking thing. It's like mm. full veil. Like a robe, um, basically. Yeah. yeah, but it like with a with his head covered as well. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, hmm. and yeah, um, maybe he's just like shy about his nose or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I um, guess with that many scars, you got to be either really violent or really clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think they, I think the Barbary pirates continued working until like the 18th or 19th century, actually. Yeah. 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 Like. They were still around in some form in, like, I think the 1800s. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually, it might have been Napoleon or one of his guys who finally kind of, like, pushed them off the map. Huh. Okay. Um, listeners, just Google yourself. I yeah. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that that's what happened. Yeah. I don't want to give Napoleon more credit than he already has for all this crazy shit. He's yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now we get to the golden age of pirates mm-hmm. uh with the caribbean guy guys the caribbean guys um the sea folks yeah <laughs> uh oh, i wish i organized this better um so i read this book called life under the jolly roger which nice. is actually written by uh an anarchist i think he's an anarchist mm-hmm. he cites david graber in the book okay and calls him out as like an anarchist anthropologist so like he's not shy about it at all <laughs> And, um, yeah, so he basically was trying to sum up all the literature on pirates and see, like, what type of people were they? Were they, like, kind of radicals? Were they problematic? Were they, I hate that fucking word. Were they, like, oppressive? You know, that kind of thing. Did they have, like, a class consciousness or not? Did they have, like, a, right. Yeah, and it's it's basically like an ethnographic study because he's comparing it a lot to other non-state people um okay oh and there's also uh sometimes i'll refer to buccaneers which um mm. 
they're very similar. Mm. I, I don't actually remember what the difference is, but the name Buccaneer comes from a bucken, which mm. is uh, like a wooden frame that you build over a fire to smoke meat. And so oh, okay. that's how they mainly survived food-wise like, was they would hunt, smoke meat, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. you know, fish, smoke fish, mm-hmm, and uh, that would preserve it. And uh, yeah. And they also um, they had another... They had a couple other practices, like uh, sleep, they slept in hammocks mm. Um, mm. to stay off, off the ground. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and they used, they made, um, what's it called? Uh, dugout canoes, which are nice. basically you, mm-hmm. you fell a tree with uh, using fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would, it was actually really cool. They would uh, paint the bottom of the tree with something. I can't, oh, like mud. And stuff, mm. basically, to prevent that part from burning, right. they would set it on fire, and then they would like, like dig or whack at it while it was burning mm-hmm. to like cut mm-hmm. it out, right. and then it would fall down, and then they would do the same thing on the top. They would right. um, do like small burns mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the top surface, and they would dig it out because it's really hard to dig uh, like a live tree. Right. Yep. And yep. Um, so they would kind of use two different techniques at the same time, yeah. burning and digging, or yes. sort of chopping, digging. Yeah, and it, it took like a whole team of people to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it, you got it. Yeah, I think yeah. it would fit like 15 or 30 people, depending on oh, the yeah. size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full crew. Yes. Um, so, do, do, do. Okay. So, <clears throat> pirates... Uh, were actually, I mean, they were non-state people because they were living outside the law. But there are people who live outside the law that aren't really non-state people, like the, like the mafia. Right. Um, right. They are very within the state. Right, right, right. Um, they're sort of parasitical. Yeah, they're yeah. doing crimes, but they're, like, hooked mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the legal system. Like, they yeah. capture the police. They mm-hmm. capture the courts mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they're based within a state society. Right. But pirates kind of were... state. Pirates were mostly outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in like state lands a lot of the time, mm-hmm. like when they were on land. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were at sea, they were just, you know, outside of any state. They didn't answer mm-hmm. to anyone. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so they, uh, the author, I wish I had his name at hand, but, um, so we're having, uh, organizational issues. So I'm just gonna, I might repeat myself a little bit, but. I'm going to start up again. So, um, pirates, uh, they were usually quite egalitarian, um, especially compared to privateers. Mm-hmm. Um, but even compared to like any organization today, uh, just about. So, captains were appointed by vote, um, usually judged on merit, like, uh, you know, ability to think strategically in, uh-huh, uh-huh. in combat and, and stuff like that. And their ability to like motivate uh, people, um, so kind of like a proper syndicate or commune. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you get this role because you're like worth it, and we trust you, as yes. opposed to because like your daddy slaughtered a bunch of brown people and got their money. Yeah. So we have um, uh, Senator Dan Crenshaw on the line. Actually. Oh yeah, welcome, Senator. Hey, are you guys recording? There? Yeah. So, so um, so how thing, how are things in the Capitol building, Mr. Crenshaw? <laughs> Arr, they be getting <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Was, was he a was he a Navy SEAL by chance? I think he was. Yeah, uh, 
All right, so they kind of have a thing with that, especially the U.S. Navy. Where they uh, dress up in uh, frilly collars and tricorn hats and raid ships. <laughs> Don't forget the bell bottoms. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the bell bottoms, yes. The, the U.S. Navy was founded under piracy. I think oh, our yeah, first that's right. four ships were pirated, maybe <laughs> seven. Um, and in the 90s, I try to reference it for the notes. I couldn't find anything because of all the stuff that's going on with Iran right now. Uh-huh. supposedly supposedly um <laughs> but uh the u.s navy boarded some iranian vessel in the 90s and iran took it to the united nations and declared mm-hmm. that the u.s navy were a band of pirates and if we ever boarded another one of their vessels again it was a declaration of war <laughs> <laughs> yes. so some of the teams We'll rock a Jolly Roger every now and then to, uh, I don't know what the Steel word valor. you would use. <laughs> yeah, still valor, still, yes. Still valor and instigate, I suppose. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my, yeah, my take on pirates and stuff is kind of like 50-50. Could be yeah. good, could be bad. Yeah. Cancel them. Uh, sometimes it's good practice, guys. Right, exactly, you know. The five finger Jolly Roger discount. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's very interesting, Mr. Crenshaw, to hear you uh, talk like this when you've been really supportive of you know the the concentration camps at the border, and you know your Twitter is just a lot different than this. So I'm kind of surprised to hear this kind of rhetoric from you. Are a pirates be pro slavery though, mighty? As long as I make your booty, you know, <laughs> worst pirate voice ever. <laughs> um. There's another guy I found. Oh, the guy that's in charge of uh, the Oath Keepers. Cool eye patch also. So if you see him oh, on yeah. Twitter, go ahead and oh, give him a full fucking master. You know, if these guys were real badasses, they would go for the double eye patch. Then we'd know they were serious about freedom. The offer is open if they would like the double eye patch. Yeah, we have a company that we can use... You know, we we we'll just hire some guys, and you know they're licensed. I think, probably, yeah. um, to do that kind of thing. It probably won't be too painful. Uh, well, we do we do not have any anestheticians, so they will feel every bit of it. <laughs> if you're a real pirate, you don't really care about licensing. We can give you a, an right. aspirin. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Those um, are the privateers that care about the licensing. That's right. That's true. And yeah. That's yeah. yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We, Miss that. That's optional. Sometimes you're not doing, you know, you're just not making it. So sometimes you got to privateer your own country stuff. Fake it till you make it, you know, rise and grind. That's right. right. I'm just imagining a bunch of like uh, maritime cops pulling over a privateer, you know, their lights are flashing and everything. And they're like, excuse me, uh, do you know how fast you were stealing? The privateer's like, what's going on, officer? And they're like, I'm just going to need to see your uh, license Letter of kill and registration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they surrender. And it's like, oh, it looks like you've got a few hundred murders under your belt. Yeah, well, um, you know, you, you know, your tags are expired. <laughs> the, the smart pirates or privateers always brought fakes with them, though. Yeah, that's right. another thing. If you're not like rolling around with a bunch of different flags and fake paperwork, you're not really playing. Right, it's like what right are you doing, way. sir? Right. You were sailing at a high rate of velocity. <laughs> <laughs> I 
are you aware of how many knots you're going (laughs) you're not past 10 what are you doing speed limit here is actually uh 15 knots and you are going uh 17 knots so i'm gonna have to write you a ticket (laughs) right (laughs) i actually uh, i was on a a boat in the navy it took uh four days longer than the mayflower across the atlantic oh wow (laughs) wow nightmare nightmare if you had to go anywhere well, to be fair, it was probably a little bit heavier than the Mayflower was. Yeah, it's just, no, it's, it's complicated. It's <laughs> not the episode for it. It was just some bad engineering. And they do is they heavy lift them in this huge ship, and they can put two of them on one ship and take it somewhere faster. Ah. I see. Okay. So Crazy. boat. We, we heard boat. you like to boat, so we put a boat on your boat. Right. So you can boat <laughs> while you boat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bodie McBoatboat loves that boat. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. 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 What was Bo- that Bodie the name Bo- of again? Face. Was it a train or something? That was. Is it British? It was a yacht or something. something. Oh, yeah. 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 They let a them boat on it. That's they, right. They, the never fools let the internet. Put it through a boat. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to Bodie McBoatface. It's going to be called Bodie McBoatface. A nearly lost piece of culture. A true legend. Have y'all talked about modern piracy? Uh, no, we, we, thought, our way through we thought we'd get to origins. that at the end. Um, okay. Yeah, we're since that's, that's yeah. what you mentioned. Yeah. yeah um, today. We're talking about how pirates are, are sort of anarchist at this point. We're talking about uh, under the Jolly, yeah, Life Under the Jolly Roger, which you said okay. you read. No, no, I read Under the Black Flag. If oh, this, okay. If right. this okay. topic interests you, I highly suggest you get a copy of that or... Be a pirate. Steal a copy of that, preferably. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, go to LibGen. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the, but how the, can I steal a copy if I don't have a ship of my own? <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, internet is a sea, and your computer or cell phone is a ship, my friend. My God, man. <laughs> this Whoa, is poetry. The information super, super ocean liner. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the information maritime silk trade route or something. I don't know. Actually, that's a... That's a pretty uh good metaphor for what the internet is now yeah a su- like uh it's just a big giant cruise ship you're yep. stuck on like uh you know that it's like one one brand owns everything right, right. um you know, there's there's gambling <laughs> you can uh get a bunch of food mm-hmm. uh you can like watch shows and yep. you can just sit there and do nothing and that's about what the internet is now yep, yep. states can't control it but you can't get around it <laughs> <laughs> thank you vpn <laughs> <laughs> um so uh it's a vessel yeah. of um pirates neighbor science i don't know speaking don't know. of pirates uh <laughs> yeah right great segue there huh yeah, um hey. pirates were anti-work uh so i'm quoting here from that uh life under the jolly roger book um mm-hmm. and this is a sub quote from something else i don't know what the fuck it's from the daily routine on a pirate ship was considerably easier than uh life on a merchantman vessel because the crew were not driven by owners and captains to make the fastest possible passage with the mm-hmm. biggest possible cargo, and because the pirates operated with uh, very much larger crews. The typical crew of a merchantman of 100 tons was around 12 men. A pirate ship of a similar size would frequently have a crew of 80 or more. Damn. Contemporaneous accounts seem to confirm the buccaneers and pirates' lack of enthusiasm for work. Ex Kemlin wrote about the Buccaneers that so long as they had cash to spend, it was difficult to persuade them to see. Uh, while Pere Labas 
uh, priest who sailed with the filibustiers on their raids into the South Sea, attributed their preference for the use of barks or sloops, vessels with simple a simple sail rig that called for a minimum of seamanship, to a dislike of work in the first place. So, like, hmm. they basically... Uh, I mean, the main reason they stole is because they didn't want to work on a vessel where they would be treated like shit, probably beaten, uh, not paid very well, mm-hmm. um, and just doing, you know, someone's bidding 24 seven. Um, and so they would, you know, raid a ship, get a ton of money, and then they would go to some port and drink all their money away until <laughs> they didn't have any more. And then they would go out and raid another ship. And that was basically <laughs> I, their life. I got two notes on that. Okay. One, if you worked on like a regular merchant vessel uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, and uh, say you were like on a Spanish vessel and the British Navy came across it and you're at war, mm-hmm. you would get press ganged in the British Navy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the okay. pressing. So, perk of being a pirate, you're basically a sailor in this day and age. You're predominantly fucked into one of the worst jobs you can have that pays the best. Mm hmm. You can also become a member of another state's navy where um, they will eventually kill you. The bosun will beat you to death for Mm -hmm. whatever reasons. And there's like a plethora of punishments aboard these ships that they would give you. awful, right? Isn't that where the Cat of Nine Tails came from? Cat of Nine Tails is amazing. My favorite (laughs) is the Star Very good. (laughs) Yeah. The The what now? The Star a star knot is like a, oh, yeah. a, a yeah. rope that's made out of uh, five strands, and you and you you tie it into like a five point star. Mm-hmm. Cat of nine tails is lashings; it it will slice and cut your back and your your skin apart and everything. Mm-hmm. The star knot will just break your bones. Oof! Yeah. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah. It's so they'll put you there. Yeah, they'll have like on like a British. Uh, uh, boat or a spanish like the naval they, they'll have like stockades on them yeah sometimes which is just like oh what the <laughs> fuck man they'll put you in the stockades and whip you to death uh right. kill haul you hang you off uh-huh. the yard arm uh-huh. walking the plank not really a thing they didn't really walk the plank so much because yeah. then he'd lose a guy but if you just whipped him into slavery he can still use them and keep them in your in your in your jail cell or whatever and bring them out when you need like slave labor or whatever, or <clears throat> just beat the crap out of them and sell them to somebody. Yeah. Pretty horrible life. Um, I'm I don't know. I think it sounds pretty good. Cause you know, yeah. if you work hard <laughs> enough, you can become a captain well, right. and, then, no, no, no. and then you'll be the one uh, tying people to the yard arm. Right. Well, if you're a pirate, you don't have to worry about any of that <laughs> shit because you're rolling a, you're rolling a ship that's supposed to have like 15, 20 guys in it and you're 80 deep but then you would no have to break the law oh you would have to break so, the law yeah i don't know i think but, you should probably just be a sailor you know i mean i suppose but um i'm a sailor now keep your I'll nose clean you i'd rather be a pirate but not really because <laughs> i know what modern pirates are and um i'm good with that i kind of yeah. like what i do i don't have to worry about the press gang anymore but it's still pretty treacherous and uh horrible. well it's Probably a matter of time at this point <laughs> before yeah. they start doing that. Well, I'm not. If they I'm if they start a war with Iran, that. I think we're gonna have press gang type stuff coming oh, yeah. down the pipe. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going to move to I'm... Canada to escape <laughs> this horrible fate. Yeah, sure. I'm glad I'm a Gen Xer, and they're not going to do that to me. But you never know. You yeah, good never thing there's know. a really good country above us that doesn't ever do anything bad and doesn't have nationalists right. or anything like that. And never participates in war. Yeah, we, we can escape nationalism by going to Canada because <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, know, I the fifty first state, the Arctic. Yeah, that's right. not a nation. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Whoops. Um, <sighs> All okay. right, I'm sorry. I, so, so that's a little bonus, like you know. Yeah, no, that's good. Totally, that's good. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so I wrote here: uh, state societies succeed because they force people to do way more work than they want to do. Hmm. Um, which obviously is why pirates exist, is because. Yep. They were being forced to labor, and they didn't want to do that. Uh, and, what the fuck? Yeah. And states fail because the vast majority of their servants are unwilling, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of wondered if like uh, one of the key aspects of capitalism is kind of figuring out that perfect line where, yeah. you know, yeah. as long as you don't cross that line, you won't have the yeah. revolution on your hands. Mm-hmm. And also creating confusion about that. Yeah. 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 Enough to keep people going. Right. Mm-hmm. Not too much work, but just enough to make it happen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, let's see. Most uh, most buccaneers and pirates were not ambitious or greedy. They were legendary for spending everything they got in days, sometimes spending two to 3,000 pieces of eight in one night. Jesus. And um, I was trying to find like what an average uh, shipman's wage would be mm-hmm. in terms of pieces of eight. And I couldn't find that, but I did find that like some captain... Mm-hmm. saved for like a long time and got uh and ha- saved up like 800 pieces of eight after like years wow so that's like a ton of money that they were spending right. um sailors even try to put it in their 401k <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a sailor's uh savings plan to this day i'm um, putting it in me pension <laughs> We still we still kind of do that. Uh, that song, What Do You Do With a Drunken Sailor? Is kind of a, that still goes on. Merchant mariners go out for like six months and they make like their yearly wage in like six months. So they come back. Oh, right. Yep. And like, you know, you can take six months off and like relax or mm-hmm. you can just uh, get completely... Uh, Obliterated, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's flattened. a plethora of choices. I'm gonna. That's my word right. for the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Three Amigos. That's a different um, <laughs> podcast. Uh, thank you so much for that word. Uh, and yeah, you, uh-huh. there's so many different ways to describe how fucked up. I saw a guy. We came back, went to the bar. He kicked uh-huh. all the windows out of his car. High on meth. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> the next day, oh, I God. had to go. I had to go do my physical, and he was mm. in there getting drug tested. He was a supervisor, fired. Damn. Wow. You know, the cops came. Wow. Yeah. Holy that shit. happens when you're in a public <laughs> place kicking out all the windows of your own car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like, oh, you have enough meth in your blood yeah, that right. it's right. we can arrest you for it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't pretty either. I kind of walked outside when it happened went back inside. Oh, that sucks. And he said, hey, man, uh, uh, check this picture out. Handed me his flip cell phone with like mm-hmm. buttons on it because that mm-hmm. was how long ago this was. And was like, uh-huh. Do you have clean pee? 
I just looked at him and said, hell no. <laughs> I really I really didn't. I just dumped all my fake pee for the day, so I was good. <laughs> right. I didn't Damn. really ever want to work with that son of a bitch again either, so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Kids, guys. do not do meth until you're Don't 25. Don't do meth. At least. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure your teeth come in properly and stuff. That's right. That's yeah. Right. need a fully developed brain. Yeah, you so you can destroy it <laughs> from its point of full development. You want to yeah, start, yeah. you know, you don't want to start damaging your car before you roll it off the lot. Right, you know, exactly, exactly. you got to have the whole <laughs> thing going. For you. Yeah, you don't want to. You got to stay like, clever enough to keep the meth going longer. Yeah. You don't want to look like you're 60 until you're at least 28. Right. Right. Yeah. Although, okay, here's a new theory. Okay, contrarian corner here. Uh-huh. What if? You should do drugs when you're younger because your brain has a higher neuroplasticity and so it can like repair any damage Bounce that back. you do to it. Fuck you it, know, dude. I, I don't know. So you just stop doing drugs when you're like 20, 24. Right. Uh, right. Famous child addicts able yeah. to stop when they're 24. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think on that one I agree, but you got to pick your poison smartly. Right. Because there's some stuff that will put you in a put you somewhere and it will choose your poison and choose um a mountain consistency you got to come in start doing acid smart. when you're 10 so you can see mushy <laughs> i mean yeah that one i'm okay with that, I'm okay with that one. but like it's harmless you know, yeah i mean it might be a little weird but you know it probably makes you a little uptight when you're older right you're like a really high strung guy and you, you got some weird ptsd from absolutely nothing and if you're loud sounds you're like freaking out and stuff I don't know. I can't yeah. think of a single person that we all know that did acid when they were twelve and is really high strung now. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. Eh, no, I can't. I gotta take that back. I know some kids that were probably like thirteen or fourteen that dropped acid, and they're like, they're not doing well. Yeah. But, well, you know, I mean, ultimately, who is if you're gonna be like that, well? you gotta become a pirate in order to sustain that lifestyle. You know, that's yeah, what happened with Keith Richards. And he made a movie series about it, so, you know. I mean, he wears all the bandanas and stuff, too. Keith Richards, definitely a pirate, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with stoned Keith Richards? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with Keith Richards? I sing, I sing that song. Uh, that's, that's one of my go-tos. What do you do with a drunken Keith Richards? <laughs> You party, you're, man. Like, aggressively you just... flossing your teeth so you keep them all. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he shares. Yeah. I think he does. So speaking of Keith cool. Richards, uh, pirates often <laughs> did wear uh, flashy, elaborate clothes um, because there were actually laws against lower class people wearing upper class clothes. Um, like in Massachusetts Bay, they're called sum- uh, sumptuary laws. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically depended on like people snitching on each other. Like, if you see someone who looks poor or who you think it must be poor, but they're wearing like too much lace, then, you know, report them to the authorities and then they'll be fined like 90 shillings. Yeah. That woman yeah, had a corset. Super fucked up. That woman had a corset on and she's not allowed to have that. <laughs> right. 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 You're too poor to look good. Is <laughs> basically. Do you know anything means. about the sartorial codes you mentioned? Uh, it was. Essentially, like sanctuary laws. Um, I think, like, I tried to look it, it up. It's the sort of thing. Yeah, I think actually the term is just sanctuary law. Okay. But 
you know, sartorial just means your clothing, you know, yeah. so um, it's the sort of thing that exists in very classist societies, yeah. especially with um, like really ossified uh, upper class like like occupations and stuff. Okay. So I think like in Imperial Rome, that uh, murex purple mm-hmm. was reserved for yeah. like emperors and senators and shit. I also learned today that ultramarine, which is mm-hmm. made from oh shit, I can't remember. But anyway, um, it was basically reserved for painting the Virgin Mary's blue robe. Oh, okay. That distinctive color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then I think that there were some... Oh, it was made of... It's made of uh, lapis lazuli. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, precious stone. Yeah. Yeah. So you you can get it now pretty easily because now they have synthetic lapis lazuli. Oh. But back then it was natural, so they had to mine it and crush it up literally into dust. I was going to say, they just have a bunch of kids with little... Like grinders. That's a horrible. Yeah. Cranking away. Yeah. That's a horrible job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, rocks for some asshole's underwear. Right, yeah. right, right. I, it was a, it was actually a video that I saw today uh, from, I think it was from Business Insider, uh, who, which is actually one of my favorite publications to read. Like, they're one of the more interesting ones, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they were talking about oil paints, and it was like mm. these people from the oil paints company, like, they were trying to say like oh how cool is this right but they were like yeah you know they're talking about Tyrian purple and they're like yeah. yeah they had these snails and they'd have to crush like sixty thousand of them right. to get two grams of pigment and it's like that's awful why would you do that it's not cool <laughs> yeah. like some of this stuff oh. just seems like really terrible just like awful. uh there was also a, a famous pigment called mummy brown which was literally made of ground up mummies from egypt oh. which yeah, that's that was a lot of crazy shit. One of the most horrible things I've ever Just, heard. What the fuck? We could have solved like the questions of immortality if yeah. we just kept these mummies around and they turned it into colors. Yeah. That's why older art's worth so much, right? Because it's got like dead mummies and rocks that <laughs> right, little kids right. died picking right. it out of. Not like, oh, this painting good, has like three doesn't. and a half pounds of ground up human flesh in it. <laughs> Honestly, dude, yeah. I hope it works like like Imhotep and the Mummy, where like you know he can materialize from dust. Right. So, so like, just like the, the mummies come out of the pigment and then like oh you know kill all the rich people like trying to demand some ancient coin that <laughs> that, that uh, the rich no people more, have. <laughs> Right. Say no more. I'm talking to a movie producer tomorrow about this. <laughs> right. We got oh, yeah, ideas. Dude. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, amazing uh, put together there with a little bit of horror movies and pirate movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind of like a, an Oscar Wilde. Uh, it, it's kind of something uh, going against that grain in, like, punk, punk culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they weren't like dressing like in high society, but they were dressing in like the lowest low society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like spikes, and in in the seventies, I don't want to get into what they were wearing and stuff. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, that's it's. Uh, so pirates are kind of punk rock like that. I would give them that maybe. Uh, and then yeah, punk rock is yeah, they anarchist like if you're a lifestylist. Right, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll wear yeah. the nice shit because it's illegal, but I'll also, like, dress like trash at the same time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, you like, you don't pay for the nice shit necessarily. Right. You're sometimes like, nah, you just, just steal that. Found it. Like, yeah. You well, know, I mean, I, I found stole. it on the exactly. ship that I stole and I killed all the assholes that were on it. <laughs> right. Make some foppish merchantman captain, like, strip down to his right. bare butt, wear his clothes <laughs> in front of him, and 
prance around making fun of him. That'd be I fun as hell. Guy. I would love doing I love that. that guy. I love that guy on an island and I got his clothes now. I can't afford Strut around with this cane. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, some early Marxism, maybe. Uh, I was going to say, though, um, we, we kind of have um, sumptuary law sort of things now, except it's just enforced through luxury brands, essentially. Yeah, you know, people yeah. just know that they're upper class and they like they just cost so much money. And yeah. and the reason that you can't wear something that looks like it is because mm-hmm. the branded. design is trademarked. Yep. And so if you wear a knockoff, it's illegal. Yep. So yep. yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yep. they're not necessarily Things haven't changed. arresting you if you're wearing it. If They'll just arrest the producers bootleg. probably right. if they can. But it, right. if yeah. you're right, the guys, the people that make it and the people that sell it yeah. are going to get in trouble. But right, uh, right. Unless because it, it all has to, China. Yeah, yeah. It has to do with the the whole private property thing. Um, I almost said pirate property, which it should be. Uh, but yeah, all right. Yeah. So we're off track. Um. Okay. So, uh, pirates. Pirates did not really create anything. Part of the whole like not working thing. So they they weren't like creative people really. Um, sometimes they forced musicians to join their crew and <laughs> often like mistreated them pretty badly. Like they would ask him to play and then the musician would be like, sir, I'm tired. And they'd be like, fuck you and kick him or something like that. That sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. <laughs> but I don't know. That's such a shitty move. They were Europeans, so yeah, probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not necessarily uh, for that, but, uh, yeah. it would be kind of cool to have a guy out on the boat with me now with an right. accordion, like playing a little jig for us and stuff. <laughs> But uh, we got Bluetooth speakers, so right. I will only listen to someone playing accordion if they have a monkey with a hat on. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, I live in Louisiana. The accordion is the uh, regional uh, thing for us. Oh, okay. It's not, hard. it's not hard to just like run into town real quick and be like, hey, go to the bar and like, you play accordion, bop, and drag him onto the boat. And he wakes up and he's in the middle of Mexico, and you're like. Play. And you have like a knife at off and he's like, okay. <laughs> the only uh, um, person I've ever seen playing accordion was the vice principal of my high school who would bring bring her accordion into lunch and play it. Just like walking well, around uh, the lunchroom playing accordion. It was very strange. Come, um, down, come down to my part of the country and I will blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what exactly is your address again? No, don't dox me, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, not right. cool. We're friends. Um, um, yeah, so, for pirates, one of their cool. one of their major forms of entertainment actually was uh, holding mock trials to make fun of the government, oh, nice. basically. That's cool. Um, so they have this excerpt. I have this excerpt here from uh, Life Under the Jolly Roger. After the attorney general quote uh, presents uh, judge and jury. Quote, a sad dog, a sad, do- sad, sad dog who, not having the fear of hanging before his eyes, one on robbing and ravishing man, woman, and child, plundering ship's cargoes fore and aft, burning and sinking ship, bark and boat, as if the devil had been in him. The judge turns to the prisoner. Hirky me, sirrah, you lousy, pitiful, ill-looking dog. What have you done to say... Sorry, what have you to say why you should not be tucked up immediately and set a sun drying like a scarecrow? Are you guilty or not guilty? The prisoner pleads not guilty, upon which the judge replies, Say so again, Sirrah, and I'll have you hanged without any trial. 
Attempts by the prisoner to speak in his defense are rejected by the judge, very much to the delight of the attorney general, who reckons, Right, my lord, for if the fellow should be suffered to speak, he may clear himself. And that's an affront to the court. The end of the trial is worth quoting at length. Um, so, uh, you want to be the prisoner? I'll be the prisoner. Okay. All right. Pray, my lord, I hope your lordship <laughs> will consider. Consider? How dare you talk of considering? Sirrah, sirrah, I never considered in all my life. I'll make it treason to consider. But I hope your lordship will hear some reason. Do you hear how the scoundrel pirates? What have we done? What have we to do with reason? I'd have you know, rascal. We don't sit here to reason. We go according to law. Is our dinner ready? Yes, yes my, my lord. lord. <laughs> <laughs> then Herky, you rascal at the bar, hear me, sirrah, hear me. You must suffer for three reasons. First, because it is not fit I should sit here as judge and nobody be hanged. Secondly, you must be hanged because you have a damned hanging look. And thirdly, you must be hanged because I am hungry. For now, Sirrah, that is a custom <laughs> that whenever the judge's dinner is ready before the trial is over, the prisoner is to be hanged, of course. There's law for you, you dog. <laughs> so take him away, Gowler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. That shit is funny. <laughs> Uh, fuck judges. Anarchists should do that. It sounds like a fun thing to do. Awesome. <laughs> very, very subversive. Yes. Uh, good, good. Are you Are you in your car, Soy Boy? I am. I'm about to start it. Okay. Uh, I'm out at a dock right now, doing oh, like shit. you know, sailing pirate stuff. stuff. Yeah. Pirate stuff. I had to roll the windows up because I'm getting attacked by mosquitoes. I'm sorry. How much booty did you get today? Exactly. Well, not Not nearly enough. But uh, <laughs> I I worked three hours and I charged them for eight so nice Hell yeah about uh about five that's my go-to about five hours of booty there mate oh, <laughs> right, that was kind of like an australian, australian pirate yeah, yeah. <laughs> pirate mix. Right. sorry about that i mean one. aussies are just land pirates <laughs> yeah <laughs> um vegans are killing mosquitoes <laughs> i think um, i think killing mosquitoes is still vegan uh, that's the one exception they'll make. Yeah, yeah. It's harm reduction, well, basically. So, <laughs> I'm just it's it's uh, community defense work. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. So, okay. So let's get into the political economy part. Uh, so we're trying to figure out if pirates are problematic. You know, if they're canceled. Um, so unfortunately, because of pirates' proclivity for alcohol, uh, their massive spending ended up indirectly supporting the slave system mm -hmm. at the base of the colonial era alcohol production. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, let's see. They were also pretty heavily involved in the slave trade. They were like middlemen in uh, trading Indian and African slaves. Uh, supposedly, they treated the slaves even worse than galley slaves or plantation slaves even maybe. Um, but there are conflicting accounts that uh, slaves would rather take their chances on a pirate ship than in certain enslavement or death as an actual slave. Hmm. Um, oh, and they were also pretty heavily Christian. So I personally, I have to cancel them for that alone. Right. Right. Um, the Jolly Roger actually uses a lot of Christian imagery because hmm. there were a lot of different Jolly Rogers. So like right, a lot of them right. use Christian images. Um, I mean, they use the death's head, which is kind of like a Christian fascist thing. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Oh, and uh, one thing about the Jolly Roger is like uh, they flew it right when they were about to attack a vessel, um, oh. hoping to force them to 
just give up without a fight. Right. Like freak out. And yeah. Give up. Yeah. Because like the pirates would almost definitely win the fight. Yeah. But they would prefer not to get into the to, fight to if they the could effort, avoid it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So anti-work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, me, and um, yeah, and people would recognize the Jolly Roger and be like, oh shit. Okay. Yep. Um, they would fire a warning shot across yeah. the bow. Um, and they would be flying the black Jolly Roger for that. And if they were actually going to attack, they would switch it to a red Jolly Roger. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a conflicting against what I know. Oh, okay. What I knew, the Jolly Roger comes from, oh, it's in French, so I'm not going to say it. But it's like oh, Jolly it's like Julie Rouge, Rouge yeah. It means the, the red flag, and you fly the red flag, and that means you're coming in, and uh, you will take prisoners, which means uh, you'll hmm. be gang-pressed oh, okay. into the pirate crew. Hmm. And if you fly the black flag, you're dead. It's all gone. Oh, okay. Like, game over. Interesting. And if the pirates... So it's red-pilled and (laughs) black-pilled? Outgunned. Right, 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 right. And if if they were outgunned, they would try to fly whatever flag that, that, like, it would be, like, a fleet. Like, it would be, like, some Spanish galleons with, like, some some freighters or whatever that are, like, full of gold or slaves Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. their assholes are doing. And they would, like hoist up a Spanish flag real quick and try to pretend like they were just like a Spanish boat out there like <laughs> right. doing whatever they're doing. But yeah, yeah, there was multiple flags and the flags are cool if you ever want to like look them up. But yeah, they yeah, have they a some bunch cool of like mm-hmm. different condentations that were like Christian or, or, or whatever. And the, the skull and crossbones, I just watched this uh, Netflix special about a link to the Knights Templars and, uh, the pirates and specifically that British guy that's like super famous that was a privateer. Indiana and Jones. That guy, <laughs> yes, Indiana Jones. And uh, he was hiding out in Madagascar and they're doing uh, some archaeological digs because, you know, Indiana Jones and stuff yeah, out there. Of and they're finding all kinds of uh, Templar treasures that uh, they, they had over there. And it was like between. It was a weird piracy that I'm not like really familiar with. And it was later on after the golden age, they all like kind of ran over to Madagascar and were uh, working the, the, the uh, uh, India, uh, the East India trade okay. system, which was m- mostly like British, which is interesting because that guy was British. Mm-hmm. And did they and meet any talking here. animals in Madagascar? <laughs> Many. Many. The <laughs> island's actually called Pirate Island. It's like an island nice. in Madagascar, huh. and like so, it was like a really good spot to hide out. And then uh-huh. they kind of like sail up. I think it was on the west side in the middle, and they'd sail up. To was the it like in a side. in a bay or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, cool. in that bay, they would keep the the boats, and the, some of them sank, or they sank them, and they're finding all kinds of like weird, just weird stuff that they were taken from everybody which is awesome but yeah i don't know i didn't and i can't remember the name of it i didn't have enough time to look it up i want to look up it's a meh i mean knights templar man some conspiracy theory shit really uh, what don't those guys do (laughs) right but it is interesting because that guy i can't remember his damn name there's a big book i read about it was really interesting he's like one of the main british pirateers 
how can mm-hmm. I not remember his name? But I can't. Well, he's dead now. <laughs> idea that he was probably a, a we can call him whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, McGig- John son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's like really. He's one of the famous ones, and I. I mean, she. I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. But That's uh, right. yeah, probably amazing. Our, our noble so, listeners will probably discover it for themselves. Hopefully, please correct me and shit talk me on Twitter. Um, but <laughs> but but. There's a good chance that he was a Mason, Masons, Templars, maybe weak links, weird conspiracy theories. I like that stuff. I don't necessarily uh-huh. believe it, but I like to watch from the stands and see how crazy people are. Yeah, and it kind of added up. Kind of added up if you believe that Mason Templar link. Which one is this? Okay. It was. It was uh-huh. like he got. He got a. He got a privateer commission from the, the king. And he was out there. He ended up pirating some English boats because they weren't making any money mm-hmm. to begin with. And he was supposed mm-hmm. to be, like, fighting the Span- Spaniards. And then he, like, really went in full on and, and got, like, a bunch of Spaniard ships. But mm-hmm. uh, and he brought gold back to the queen and did what he was supposed to do as a privateer. Right. They, they got him on, like, you know, you don't really know if you're a pirate or a privateer. Mm-hmm. And you're like filthy, and he was rich to begin with, which is usually how that stuff goes. Which of course, makes right, me of course. <laughs> believe that he's a mason because that's how that stuff goes. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyways, there you um, go. so the last thing I have in the political economy section mm-hmm. is, uh, according to our Ask Historians, which like it's just a subreddit, but they usually have like actual historians on there that know mm-hmm. what they're talking about um <laughs> wages were typically 80 to 500 times higher for captains than ordinary crewmen on a pirate sh- on a private ship uh like a merchant vessel whereas uh pirate captains would get just two times what the ordinary crewmen got um nice. a lot of replies in the thread suggested that the only reason that that was the case was it, it wasn't like it was ideological it was just because the captain couldn't in- enforce greater inequality uh-huh. But like, that's kind of the point. Is like, right, if you right. don't have a state enforcing inequality, then it yeah. can't grow that right. large. Exactly. <laughs> so also, they switch captains a lot depending right. yeah, on that's true. How, thing. how how good you are. How like yeah. how like because you could be on a pirate ship and do a couple of raids, and then yeah. you know you run into the wrong thing, and then you're done. But mm-hmm. if you're around long enough, you're going to mm-hmm. sail from, like, the Carolinas, and then you get down to, like, Jamaica, and you yeah. need a new captain. And you got, like, a saltier dog that's been down there that knows the, the waters better. Mm-hmm. So you switch, and, like, how do you, how do you, how do you go from an 80% uh, profit over your guys when, and, and, you know, like, but... Also, yeah. you also have eighty. You have seventy nine people that will kill you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, like, I, that's probably <laughs> the main catalyst there, which is uh, also a good praxis <laughs> for your boss yeah. at work. Yeah, yeah. For the um, switching Organize captains, lot thing, I I read several accounts where they would change captains because the captain was like too Christian or not Christian enough for the <laughs> for the crew, or they would Sorry. like. Uh, they would want to attack or not attack uh-huh. Christian vessels, uh-huh. 
So like some of them wanted to like only attack like Spanish vessels because they were Catholic. They weren't real like Protestant. Yes, exactly. Right, right. Um, and then some were like, just attack the English ones. Who gives a shit? Like, fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's there's like a, a bunch of times where the the captain would step down because he would make the wrong choice for mm-hmm. what his crew wanted, and they'd mm-hmm. be like, well, time for you to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, um, so go, go ahead, Subway. I got nothing. I was just like, man, that's good. Oh, yeah, it yeah. should. I wish that was practice on the sea, like just regular, because there's a bunch of yeah, right. I wish that fired. was just the case in all uh, economic endeavors. Occupations, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. yeah. Mm. I'd feel a lot better about going to work if, like me and the team, were voting from our own number. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh yeah, like so and so is going to run this for like the length of the project, or until we lose confidence in them, and then fuck it. It's not like we're, you know, making like extortion amounts of money. Right. We're just you know. Living our lives, making that bread. Hey, we got a really heavy stacking racks. Stacking racks. Got a really, really heavy JavaScript program coming up. This guy's in charge because he's our JavaScript guy. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's not that good at JavaScript. I've seen his code. (laughs) Yeah, he's not, and he's also not that Christian because he's he's sitting on core all day. (laughs) (laughs) Must be a libertarian. (laughs) Jesus, right. Um, I forget what I was. I, I tried to look something up earlier, and one of the search results was from Quora. Uh-huh. When I clicked on it, it was just like people like derailing the the yep. answers to like complain about immigrants. It's like, wow, this <laughs> place fucking sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. Quora is just like full of Yahoo with answers their, like, for people who are really like windbags. Yeah. Yep. And they're like, well, you see, and you're like, oh, no, God, communism has failed everywhere God. it's been tried. Right. Let right. me t- let me give you 800 words on that. Fucking standard, right wing mansplaining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. That's the Um. So we have uh, this connection to mercantilism. Yeah. Yeah. So during this period in which, like, privateering and and uh, these types of pirates were dominant. Um, the kind of prevailing economic system for the European colonial imperial powers is known as mercantilism, uh, in which they really encouraged like exports and were kind of obsessed with like physical commodities and trade. Um, and uh, let's see, it was kind of a period of proto-industrialization and yeah, just like obsessed with really obsessed balance with trade of balances, trade. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Balance of trade, very like nationalistic economics. Yeah, they wanted to export mm-hmm. way more than they import because they saw that as having sovereignty. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was this kind of bizarre, like physicalist stuff. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, uh, the other thing that makes it very different from capitalism is they're obsessed with like stock. Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. Of resources yeah. and stuff, bullion yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas capitalism is all about having flows of income. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, so it's like they went from, if we talk about mercantilism moving into forms of capitalism, uh, I mean, mercantilism was kind of early capitalism. Yeah. Um, but that changeover was changing private property from kind of like a stock or a reserve or an inventory, yep. right? And... Uh, owning and controlling 
how you could trade that, how you could export that in, and, and get the sales and get the cash from those sales and things like that. And now, as you mentioned, it's all about owning and controlling the flows of income where the notion of private property has changed mm -hmm. from essentially holding things, mm -hmm. keeping them in some place or controlling that physical stock again, you know, uh, into accumulating, accumulating, uh, and particularly private property is now abstracted. Yes. Right. So you can, um, well, this is, I think why like ANCAPs and shit, quote unquote, you know, fucking libertarian shit lords, uh, think that you can be an anarcho-capitalist because, oh, well, it's all abstract. You can just own random shit and just sell it yeah. and make that money. And they like they really believe in this. Like, they're buying completely into this evolution of, of But they also property. have that weird obsession with gold as being, like, yeah, real yeah. money. It, which is As hilarious. opposed to yeah. state fiat money, which gold right. never is, of course. <laughs> yeah. And that actually brings us back to this period in mercantilism um, where they were obsessed particularly with bullion, which is essentially like cubes that you drop into hot water to make soup. Yes. And so the more <laughs> soup cubes you owned, the more powerful your state exactly. was. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, My soup yeah. is better than yours. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Right. My soup is thicker than yours. Yeah. That's, that's actually why they call it a superpower. Yes. Because <laughs> you're a state with a lot power. of soup. Right. 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 <laughs> The good um, states have basic. Oh, I just forgot. <laughs> uh, that was to, uh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, so basically, soup. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so, so bullionism really is. Um, I'll just read off the Wikipedia because it's a pretty good concise way. Bullionism is an economic theory that defines wealth by the amount of precious metals owned, and of course, precious metals are kind of also weirdly arbitrary. You know, silver, gold. Uh, so it's a form of mercantilism or like a sub genre of mercantilism and a subreddit of mercantilism. Subreddit of mercantilism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they would, they would try to get like gold and or silver, uh, ingots or, you know, of course coins. Um, and, and in this case it didn't really matter whose it was. If you had it, the idea, the theory was that you then had that as wealth and that wealth belonged to your state. Again, they were obsessed with inventory and stock, physical stock. So if they were, they were like, if we can have a physical stock of literally anybody's precious metal coins, then that's our money. Now that's our wealth. And that makes us more powerful as a state. So from our perspective, of course, what it really means is that uh, you use that to mobilize labor, right? Yeah. The, the, the metal itself is symbolic to some extent, or to a large extent. Um, but yeah, you don't pay those bastards anyway. Logical power. Yeah, right. <laughs> they would, yeah, case, they it would. Has enough... Yeah, go ahead. Um, those, yeah, those ingots or doubloons, they, mm -hmm. they're like stamped with the state seal. Right. They still do that today. Mm -hmm. But you can just melt that down and put your own seal on it. And now it's exactly. your money. Exactly. And it, so it's and, fungible. Right, but it's only fungible to wherever you are, right. what that is worth at the time, right. and that still goes to, to, to today. It's like good yeah. investing gold, but at the same yeah. time, 
if everything fails, no one's going to have anything to give you for gold. So if you're trading it for chickens or whatever, that's cool. But like really, if yeah. we're in that situation, mm-hmm. I don't really want your gold. Mm-hmm. I need my chickens. Get the fuck off my property. <laughs> right, right. So here's or the whatever, thing I never thought know. about with that, though, is mm-hmm. like if you if someone like takes a bunch of gold bullion and like mm-hmm. melts it down mm-hmm. and then restamps it with their own state seal, mm-hmm. like you get the full like amount of seniorage on that boolean so like exchange rates w- wouldn't have been a thing that like really made sense there you know like right. if we thought about it in today's terms we'd be like oh like it's you know this amount of gold mm-hmm. in dollars mm-hmm. um so you uh use the exchange rate on that and then it's like this amount in euros or whatever but like really right. it's just like however much gold would be in euros that's how what it becomes worth yeah, so as I understand it, because I'm not a um, like money historian. numismatics guy, <laughs> right? Exactly, numismatician. Um, I think that's the term. Yes, exactly. Some of the most I'm nerdy not sounding thing. One of those, right? <laughs> just like we were talking about earlier, like with like stigmergics and rhizomes. Yeah, yeah. You're like just use the words that make sense to people. A money guy. I'm not a money historian. I'm not a you know money scientist. But um, it, there's a lot of I think. Uh, Subrational kind of stuff going on with money in any system, uh-huh. right? There's a lot of weird ideological shit going on. So you can count it and you can make it and you can destroy it and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it comes down to uh, again and again and again power and belief. Yep. Right. Um, and then to some extent, your ability to marshal stock. Yes. Of whatever form it might take. Right. So, as I understand it, at this time, and I'm about to get into kind of like the like liberal market theory of this stuff, mm-hmm. but a lot of the monies that were in circulation, yeah, there was a kind of a confusing exchange rate. Like you were trading money as a commodity often. Yeah, they right? that, they literally had money changers. That yes, exactly. Had a, right. They had like st- piles of different currency that they could change you for if you were exactly. traveling. Exactly. Yeah. And so at the time, it was more, somewhat more difficult than now, I think. Um, nowadays, we have this neoliberal kind of world economic kind of currency exchange system where things are pegged to the dollar, and the dollar is this kind of supreme currency because, well, we can literally fucking destroy every country on Earth if we really, yeah. really feel like it. And Bretton Woods, et cetera. And Bretton Woods. Yeah. Is, right, exactly. So, used to be backed by gold, now backed by smart bombs. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. That's where everything went wrong, yeah. man. We just we just need to go back to the gold thing, and you know, everything <laughs> will be good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't, that's some Qaddafi stuff. They'll kill you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, anyway, Nothing. so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what was interesting is that... Um, at this time, getting back to sort of bullionism, metallism, mercantilism, the colonial imperial uh, projects of these European states were obsessed with extracting precious metals mm-hmm. from the colonies. And so you hear all these horror stories about like the silver mines in South America and, and other examples. So then you had these shipments um, going from there through various ports back to Europe 
Spain, okay. England, France, etc. Um, the pirates and the privateers made a living off of capturing many of the ships that were carrying this bullion, among other treasures and slaves and so forth. But sticking to the bullion thing, you think about the sort of prevailing theory of like supply and demand that's been kind of around more or less since like the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a rationalization of some of this like, oh, state and market inventory of commodities and goods, right? Okay. But ever since then, um, you know, the muddy commodity has also been subject to this idea so even though it's a fallacious idea Uh in most cases they still follow that logic yeah right so they are competing with each other Mm -hmm. so like spain is competing with france and england uh and like the netherlands yes exactly (laughs) don't forget those guys (laughs) yeah right never forget those guys they will fuck you up um they're you know tall and blonde and you know weirdly austere and then suddenly they're riding bikes all the time (laughs) right oh excuse me i'm innocent totally innocent i will fuck up your farmers um but they're all competing with each other as bourgeoisie do for acquisition of these stocks of precious metals right but then that means everyone's going free for all to get precious metals from these other colonies and stuff Uh uh-huh which means that the supply to the Europeans is rapidly expanding at all times. Okay. Which means that um, if they've got, like, let's say you're England. You've got a thousand silver ingots, right? Let's just yeah. hypothesize. Make it easy. Right. And then, you, you know, at your starting point, Spain has 1,200. So you're like, I just need 200, right? Right. And we'll be even. So you go... And while you're making 200, Spain is like, fuck these natives. I'm making 5,000 this year. And you're like freaking out because suddenly your silver is cheaper. Yeah. They have more. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you're like, fuck, what do I do? You're like, well, I can brutalize my natives, right? Yeah. And, and other people that I've pressed into service in the colonies and what, exploited and whatever. But they don't but have I any can, silver. Exactly. And I can also then use dudes with letters of mark. And potentially trade with pirates to acquire the silver from the Spanish, right? Then you get back that market power under the logic of your weird liberal Uh bullshit, right? So that's kind of what was going on there, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What if these anarchist pirates are like, hey, man, no uh, ethical consumption under uh, bullion is... Sorry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) Right, they're it's like, I'm gonna spend regardless. three to four thousand of these tonight because fuck it, you know. Yeah. And then they're just they're out to sea for so long trying to find it. They get so <laughs> randy on the boat. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, the buggery's fun, but they got to go back <laughs> to the beach eventually. And instead of doing the uh, the the uh, mutual aid with it that they planned on, they just got really yeah. shit faced by accident. Right. right. I mean, it happens, you know. Hop a train a couple of days and see see what happens when you get off. Of it, you know, like, <laughs> anarchism, man, it's wild. Yeah. So that's all I have in our notes. Did you want to talk about modern piracy? Yeah, I'm I'm down for a little bit of that. I don't yeah, know sure. how much of it that y'all know about. So 
pretty common uh, Somalia pirates. Everybody kind of knows about that. Uh, we have a lot of military out in the Indian Ocean trying mm -hmm. to subvert that. And necessarily it's not, it's similar, but not quite to like this golden age of piracy and buccaneers and everything. Uh, if you, if you take this boat, um, what's, what's on, it's yours, the boat's yours and the crew, they, you know, they, they'll ransom the crew off. Sometimes they'll just pirate the boat to ransom the crew to make the money. Sometimes they'll pirate the boat, uh, kill the crew or take them back to Somalia and ransom them and take mm. the ship, sell the goods that's on it. If it's possible to sell the goods. But mostly what they do is they sell the ship to India and break them, which is uh, breaking a ship is basically just putting a blowtorch to it and you scrap it down for its bare like elements and everything. Oh, okay. Right? All right. So the way that they do this in these Indian ship breaking areas, which um, I'm not sure the legalese in India and how they do this and stuff. There's a lot of major la uh, labor issues with it, which mm. labor issues labor. in India. <laughs> right. Are you sure? Right. right. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> really? Um, so I, I sent Ryan a link. I can, I'll fish a little bit more when we're done to, to mm -hmm. send them on it. But uh, basically what they do is they, they, they pull the ship up to a beach as far as they can. Basically they beach the vessel. They mm -hmm. drop the anchor they take something like a Toyota truck with the anchor and pull it as far up as they can. And then you use the winch for the anchor to pull the ship further up on the beach. Oh, the that's ship's cool. Up on, <laughs> the ship's nice. up on the beach. They start making like wooden scaffolding and hundreds of people just go over this thing, like ripping it apart. Some wow. of the guys have like blow torches, like just uh -huh. taking the whole, the whole apart to steal. <sighs> They'll yeah. sell the steel to like recycle it into something else. And mm. meanwhile, these people, when you burn metal, you usually want to have a base shield on to keep the bright light out of your face. And yep. you can kind of see where you're cutting. Eh, they don't have, and they don't have any like protection against the flames and the sparks. And that's kind of bad in itself. The fumes. I think if you wave your hand in front of your face shutter style, then it's okay to look at burning metal. Yeah, I do that fun. to the sun all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love looking at the sun. Um, they, they don't. They don't necessarily like. They might drain the fuel out of it, and it is like the diesel or whatever, and sell the diesel or use the diesel for themselves to break the ship with. You know, and the oil possibly. Uh, God knows whatever else is in there. There's like uh, gl glycerin from the uh, radiators for the engines and stuff is dump. Um, and their houses are made out of parts of the ship or boxes nice. and stuff that they get from the ship. And they live like right off the beach there. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It is really interesting. I'm re like disgusting, but interesting to me because i know the size of these ships the size of these ships are just um yeah i've never seen one in person so i have no like idea how you, big they are if, if you've ever seen like a container ship it's huge it's fucking mm -hmm. massive 
Mm. They got I mean, I've seen a like, shipping container, and some of those things have like what? What was it? A hundred thousand containers on there, or something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh no, yeah. That, that's more than that. They probably like a thousand or okay. maybe a thousand, not a hundred thousand. That's a lot. But uh, they, there's a lot, man. They stack them like four high, and they'll have mm-hmm. like fifty of them going back, and then there's some underneath the hull. And those boats only have like a crew of fifteen. So Damn. if you get like a a bunch of little boats and a bunch of Somali guys and a couple <laughs> AK-47s, right. you can handle it. And those boats aren't yeah. necessarily armed. Um, so it's a pretty need to convince easy... the Ayatollah to start sponsoring piracy. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. a, it's a pretty easy kind. Of, it's it's kind of a you know you look at it. It's pretty easy. Sir, if you Same pay us, we will be happy to do some pirating for <laughs> the great Islamic Republic of Iran. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then there's yeah. there's also some piracy on uh, the East Coast. It's not necessarily like shipborne, but sometimes it is. And they'll they'll try to raid the oil rigs off of North Nigeria. So, the West Coast, you uh, mean? No, no, wait. No, no. Nigeria East Coast. is the West East Coast. Coast. Is it the West Coast? Oh, God. Nigeria is West, Somalia is East. Sorry. Oh, yeah, hey, you know backwards. what? No, my compass is backwards. Oh, uh, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. the West the Coast over in Somali, they're, they're taking ships on the east, on the on the West Coast. They're in Nigeria, and they mm-hmm. can, they've raided um, oil platforms, right? Mm. So the oil platforms out there now have gun nests on. Oh, wow. This, I know, because I've had fellow workers take jobs out there. Yeah, and uh, they are. Uh, I had one guy. He was a veteran, and he was on a rig that had boats come up that they actually shot back at. Whoa. And the security guy uh-huh. didn't know how to uh, set the M60 up and shoot it. Ooh. So the guy kind of pushed him out of the way. And this could be complete fucking uh, sailor's tale or whatever. Right, right. And like, you know, set it all up and started fucking going gung-ho at him he didn't mm-hmm. he said after it started shooting the guy took over or whatever mm-hmm. but like i was just like holy fuck there's gun nests on the thing to prevent this this is insane mm-hmm. another thing that they do is they'll do they'll drill into the pipeline that's like a live pipeline oil mm-hmm. flowing through it which is not really a good idea because when you <laughs> drill through metal it makes the metal hot and you have a right. chemical just thinking that <laughs> bingo yeah. but uh so they'll do Man, that you just need some drilling like, fluid right yeah you're fine well really you know, like that's how you do it but <laughs> if uh or a valve you can open and get the oil out of and they'll basically feel like um i'm from louisiana so it's really easy for me to describe but for y'all uh yankee types it's so <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated but like a 18 or 20 foot boat made out of mm-hmm. aluminum mm-hmm. they'll have buckets in there to fill and they'll fill the boat up with the raw crude mm. take it down into a river mm. into a hiding spot that they have that has like a still mm. and uh, boil the crude if you boil crude you can make diesel oh okay interesting a lot like uh how you make um liquor similar okay. oh yeah stilling okay. stilling process um and they'll boil it off right there and make uh diesel fuel that they'll go back into town and sell to people moon diesel significantly right way lower rate than uh what um you would buy in the store which is completely unaffordable to those people mm-hmm. and but the cool thing is is they're pirating oil from like shell and exxon 
the not so cool thing is, is when you look at that water, it's covered in a sheen. And when you go down that river, there's black smoke rolling up from all these like pirate stills that are making this diesel fuel. <laughs> and the so like when you usually like when you make products like that, like when you do it in a, a refinery, the leftovers you use for other things like plastics and oils or whatever. There's more you can get out of that that leftover because you make a, a sludge after you get the diesel out of it. Then after you get the diesel out of it, you can turn the diesel into gasoline. And it's like another process. And there's more stuff you can get off of that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of neat that they kind of came up with the system to do that and everything. But that would consist of modern day piracy, I believe. They're stealing from a state agency, which would be Shell or Exxon. Or they could possibly be their own state at this point. Um, and it, it requires some boats. So I think that some piratey R type stuff. Um, the Somali stuff is kind of a little bit worse. Though. They're actually like kind of killing. I think the things on the rigs it kind of freaks them out. I've never really heard of any of them like getting on a rig, but I think that might have happened, which is why they have guns on them. They wouldn't just put guns on there because that costs money. Because now you have to have a security team. They don't do anything that costs money unless it's like something happened before. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. And then there's another thing. Uh, Napster? No. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Soulseek. Modern day, yeah, modern day piracy. But yeah, most of it's still, like, it, it kind of went and died in Africa, and it's still, like, thriving in Africa. And have, like, there's crazy military out there fighting, and there's stupid Tom Hanks about it. <laughs> It really is kind of horrible, though, and it's all due really to capitalism, yep. exploitation of one of the greatest continents, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's modern piracy, I guess. In gist, it was a real. I didn't. I should have studied more before this, but uh, that's that's basically it. The uh, ship breaking though is insane, and I'm gonna look up an article to put in the notes buddy but mm-hmm. it's just like the labor conditions i'm used to working in heat and using a blowtorch and welding and everything and just the mm-hmm. idea of doing that without like the the right protective gear like i've i do it probably still better than getting blackbirded onto a ship uh shrimping vessel or something <laughs> yeah. you know oh, God. <laughs> yeah i mean it's way better than yeah. being gang pressed yeah but it's it's right. really really it isn't that much better man it like it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much hell because you're you're inhaling a bunch of toxic stuff and you're getting burned uh, yeah. all the time Ugh. and w- when the people die there they don't really like it's just like you know like they're just like ah there's another one you know like i i, I don't I can't i can't conceive of the labor practice it's so yeah. sickening and uh, the scaffolding that they go up on it and in just like it's it's crazy crazy mm-hmm. and it and those boats are so massive and the camps are so large, it's got to be obvious, but the state just kind of lets it happen mm-hmm. because it's a source of income. And they take that steel that's stolen and it goes into the state apparatus where it turns into like I beams for buildings, all kinds of crazy oh, stuff yeah. once it's sold off. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's helping that state's economy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
but it's, it's not it's not sanctioned like privateerism right you know what i mean but it's like where did that boat come from and they'll just you know i i don't even i don't know if they have to switch the names and flags and stuff you know Uh what i'm talking about and uh, I want to put a mast on my car so I can have a bunch of different flags and switch them out <laughs> and doing different stuff. That'd the, be fun. The Nicolas Cage movie Lord of War has a scene in it where he's on like a, a container ship and he's smuggling weapons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he changes the name and changes the flag, and that's mm-hmm. what pirates mm-hmm. would do. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. they're doing that. Like, once a Somali steals a ship, I fucking guarantee that they switch that shit over. I can't remember if it was. practice, too. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Fast and the Furious or, like, one of those other car action movies like Crank mm. or something like that or Driver but one of them they had cars where they could they would push a button and the license plate would flip yeah oh yeah i can't remember which one that was but yeah i, I always thought that was cool as hell oh yeah had, yeah and it would just flip the plate up so they couldn't see your plate and it was oh, uh nice. the lawnmower uh you know your throttle on the lawnmower the the uh-huh. turtle on the mm-hmm. right so it's that it was one of those oh. <laughs> in the piston, and I put the the license plate on a like a hinge. And you just do that, and the license plate flips up when you're being a fool and you don't want to get caught, and then you just go, and you're untouchable. Once you know they can't get anything, you go and mm-hmm. not that I'm a street pirate or anything, but I, I had a, a girlfriend. I think we should have street piracy. With, yeah, <laughs> I had a girlfriend break up with me because I had uh, one of my motorcycles. When I lived in Sicily, I painted flat black and put Jolly Rogers on the uh, gas tank. <laughs> and the skull and crossbones over there is a really kind of a big deal. It signifies death. It's on right. all the uh, 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 cemeteries you go to. There's a skull and crossbones. Mm-hmm. And she broke up with me and told me that I don't love her. I wow. love death. Wow. Look at your tattoos. You're in the military. And how much you drink, you don't love me. You love death. And she said it all in Sicilian, and it was beautiful. I mean, I it sounds like she's not wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. she at was at that us. point. She's no, just she pissed because she's on. Catholic. And she knows what's up. Yeah. Damn. She's spot on, and I'm really mad I didn't get Italian citizenship out of that one, but whatever. Uh. And then it happens. I don't think it was going to work out after that the bollock hole situation. Everything was good until then, but that was like, she was like, meh. I had a we were going out to dinner with her family and we we're going to ride the motorcycle. And she's like, fucking getting up. Okay. Well, well, well. Game over. So be careful when you fly the Jolly Roger and it means something. <laughs> but it yeah, means next death. time I fly my folly and my Jolly Roger, I'll, I'll uh, keep an eye out. Yeah. In some for... cultures, it really means death and they don't like it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's modern piracy in a nutshell. Um, I think, two links and i'll i'll dig up one more tonight there's there's a really good one about the ship breaking and uh it's it's just i mean i don't like it's an experience burning metal in like 100 feet oh yeah and, i can't uh, imagine I can't that imagine yeah. yeah and with like the 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 protective gear that you're supposed to wear it's like even worse yeah but not wearing it you get slag all over yourself and bright lights in your eyes and you have spots in your eyes like all day afterwards, um, so it's pretty much hell either way. Yeah, I've, I've gotten to... solder on myself, and that hurts like a bitch. <laughs> so I can't imagine yeah. like actual slag. Seems no, yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I got like um, 
fire protective clothing and it's got like burn holes all over it from yeah. like slag coming back at me and all of that is bad <laughs> shit and it's crazy and they it's it's really obvious metal's bad we should just make everything out of wood <laughs> I honestly yeah, yeah minus cutting down the trees i agree but just plant more trees. they grow back yeah 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 metal doesn't That's grow back deal. i mean not no, really <laughs> you gotta exploit somebody to get it like yeah. really bad and you, d- so you those, it's one of the most destructive practices there is is right. mining Absolutely. yeah yep. yep fuck you elon musk um <laughs> yeah so a container ship's about 500 feet long or long oh, damn yeah um, I know how massive. far that is for driving. That's pretty long. It's it's a massive, massive. Um, like I was on a 226 foot ship in the Navy, which is the smallest ship in the Navy. Carrier is a carrier is bigger than a tanker to a degree, mm-hmm. or a freighter. But they're it's mostly both, like runway surface, right? Yeah, they're pretty fucking huge either yeah. way, mm. and uh. Just the idea of just like ripping one of those apart like a beach that way is just it's not safe. And doing it, the reason why they, they sent them to India to break them like that, one, is because the state looks away from it. And two, if you take it anywhere else, you have to go through uh, something like an EPA regulation uh, in America. You never, They never break ships in America anymore because it's mm-hmm. just too expensive. Um and you would dry dock it, which is even more expensive. And uh, then, then, you know, a whole bunch of employees that have to have all the right gear on. And you would have a welder do one thing and another guy do another thing. Mm-hmm. To where in India, it's just kind of like, go get them and rip it apart. And, yeah. and uh, there's like one guy, I guess, collecting all the money off of it. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm people a little bit and so modern piracy bad bad Hmm. bad uh golden age of piracy did we cancel was there a decision (laughs) on that did we cancel it i I would say they're canceled because they were pretty involved in the slave trade yeah Yeah. did indigenous raids probably and um they were christians bad (laughs) bad yeah i'm gonna go ahead and cancel them cancel all right well, I guess but they did have very good uh, work practices, which was uh, not doing it, which I approve <laughs> of. The, so for the time, maybe not cancel. They were they were good for their time, yeah. Right. But they were also right. bad. Lesser of evils right. and all yeah. that. Yeah. I don't I well, don't believe in the whole like uh, you know. No oh, we can't we can't Williamism. analyze it by modern ethics. Like, yeah, we can. Right. That's what they're for. <laughs> right. Right. It's to look I back agree. at your past behavior and right. say like, hmm, was that bad? <laughs> Yes, it was. We should not do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, it was, exactly. It was bad, but there's. Some but they were better than we everyone else, from. pretty much, except for the indigenous people. Well, some of the indigenous people, because <laughs> right. some of them were also involved in slaving and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the history just pretty much sucks, basically. <laughs> yeah, we still got time. We got about five years to make it all better. Yeah, we'll be so, anti-racist pirates this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that. Antifa pirates, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think that that'll about do it for us. <laughs> On that um, note. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so if you enjoyed that, check out our other episodes at neighborsciencepodcast.com. Uh, we have 
episodes organized by tag. So if you're looking for a particular topic, you can look at the tags. I put I usually try to put like four or five on each episode. Um, we just did a two-part episode with ex-John Valdez uh, about like kind of our, our whole class analysis distilled into one narrative, uh, more or less. Uh, so if you've never heard the show before and this is your first episode, I would recommend... Uh, going to that one because it'll help you understand a lot of the other stuff that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have another episode with Soy Boy. It was very fun. Uh, he got very drunk, which uh, <laughs> it was I'm really sorry. Oh no, it's, no, no. it, it added color. It, and it flavor. was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was like four or seven or something like that. But, but uh, what do you do with a drunken sailor? You mute him. You mute him. Yeah. Or he just blacks out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. We talked about Gargantia of the Verduras Planet and uh, Blue Submarine Number Six. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was called. I think the title had something to do with horny sharks. Something. It was yeah. Horny sharks. Uh, something or other. That that we'll find it. But we talked about China's mineral extraction. In, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, yeah. The deep trenches. Yeah, deep deep sea mining in China. China. Yeah, yeah. In the China Sea, the South China Sea. So check that yeah. one out. Um, our uh, Twitter account is at NeighborsidePod. Pod. Mm-hmm. I'm at Handle of Rye. Chris is at Solidarity underscore Goth. Uh, Soyboy Soy is uh, is a uh, half astronaut. Uh, just look in the half. description. I'll uh, yeah, yeah half, half like ast- yeah half astronaut half yeah. ast- astronaut. It's the worst handle. I don't know why. I it. it is funny though. It is funny. It's a son of a bitch. Um, yeah, just look in the description. Yeah. It'll be in there, and uh, check out the show notes and look at that. Look at that graph from that Pyrational book. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's uh, hilarious. It's like a bad D&D piracy thing. Roll some dice, guy. Is there anything you want to plug, Soy Boy? Uh, hey, uh, happy seventh birthday to Rajabo. BGBG Rajabo. Yeah, BGBG. Uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's really all I got. If you actually enjoyed this uh, and enjoyed my half of it, you know, yeah, uh, love to Puerto Rico and Hawaii right now and all the islands mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. uh, giving it to them. That's, Hell yeah. That's what I got, man. Love yeah. to Rajabo and hopefully, yeah, that's all I got. Bishi bishi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. We love you. We love you. Bye. Yeah, love everybody. <laughs> love and solidarity. <laughs>